Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. On Sundays, we've been going through Colossians for a pretty good while. Several weeks now. We're still not done with it. You would think four chapters I could get done with that pretty quick, but no. On Wednesdays, we've been going through Deuteronomy. And we're at the part where Moses is going back over the Ten Commandments. So that was really exciting this past Wednesday, getting into that. And then I kind of, just from, from, from what we were doing in Colossians and what we were doing in Deuteronomy, uh, kind of pulled together a message about Meribah and the rock. You know, that's, that's why I had rock of ages on my mind. Jesus was that rock when Moses hit the rock and the water came forth. So that was, uh, that was a good message a couple weeks ago. And... <clears throat> I haven't said much about Christmas type stuff up until last night. And like I said, I don't follow a calendar, a church calendar or anything like that. And I've seen it over and over and over again through the years of doing the same thing every year. But this is Christmas. This is a Sunday morning worship service on Christmas. So, I just, I, there's no way I could not share the Christmas story. So, we're going we're gonna to go through that. Last night, uh, the message was called The Visit of the Wise Men, and we, we went through that story in uh, Matthew chapter 2. So, you can listen to that on the podcast. I'm, I'm going to maybe say a few things about it a little bit later, but... How many were blessed by that message last night? Had a lot of, a lot of people that responded to that. and uh, you, you would think that, how can you get anything new out of, out of something? And when I was preparing it, I had tears running down my face uh, prepping that message for last night. So you just never know what you're going to get out of something that may have been preached hundreds of times. So... Uh, in Luke, if you, if you just follow the story of Jesus' birth, you've got you to gotta kind of you know, hit here, skip here, to keep on just that topic. Because the birth of John the Baptist is mixed in with all of that, and it's very significant. I would love to be able to go through the whole thing, but you know me, it would take weeks for us to do that. So, we're going to try to stick with just the parts about Jesus and his birth, and That starts with uh, verse 26. And in the sixth month, now that was the sixth month of her cousin being pregnant, John the Baptist. We talked a bit about that last night. That was a miracle birth, and now this is a miracle birth as well. The angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this would be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, 
and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Notice how, uh, you know, if you remember the story of Zacharias, and he doubted the angel's message, and he was struck, you know, dumb. He couldn't speak until after John the Baptist was born, and they were fighting over what name this new baby should have. And he asked for a writing table and wrote down, his name is John. And then his mouth was open and he was able to speak. Well, Mary had some legitimate questions about what was told to her. And she had this attitude of, okay, whatever the Lord is saying to me, then I'm, I'm willing to do it. So now we'll, we'll skip over to verse 46. <clears throat> and Mary said, My soul doeth magnify the Lord. We read this last night. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. So with the distribution of the gifts we talked about, in, in these two little verses we see Mary saying, My soul doeth magnify the Lord, that's the king. He is the coming king for the nation of Israel, and that's why he was presented with the gold. And then in the very next verse she says, And my spirit hath rejoiced in God. God is the one in heaven that they burned incense to. So frankincense, that gift was for uh, this little baby. He, he, was, he was probably a year or so old by the time the uh, Magi got to him, but you know, they went into the house and saw the, chi the young child with Mary, and they presented gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So God, that part of that, and then my Savior, God my Savior. Well, Jesus and God are the same. And the Savior is the one who came into this world. So in those verses, remember when I finished up last night, I had Lord, I wrote King, ruler of Israel, worthy of the gold. And then under God, I wrote Deity, God in flesh, to be worshipped, worthy of the frankincense. And then under Savior, perfect Lamb of God, destined to die, and myrrh was used for the burying of the dead. So that's the verse right there. 48, For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. 
He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath fulfilled, he hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers Abraham and to his seed forever, and Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. So, what she just said there, think about Jesus came from the infinite heights of eternal glory. He came, so think about him, where he came from. He came from everlasting. He came from the eternal heights and came down to be in the simplicity of a human body. Pretty amazing. That was his humanity. But think about his deity. But think about his eternity. 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So now we need to go to Matthew. You can just listen. You can turn there if you want or write it down. But you know this very well. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily or secretly, not to bring any shame to her. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now go to Luke. Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. Now, last night we were talking about the wise men seeing that great star out in the distance and knowing that there was something about that, possibly from uh, having the, the ancient writings, probably from, from what Balaam said in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, how a, how a star will come out of Jacob. And they were watching... 
and it had been passed down through the ages. So they're watching for this star, they see it, and they take this long journey, and when they get to Jerusalem, that's why it was probably, the star that they saw was probably the alignment of the Jupiter and Saturn and the other planet that comes in. It was that, the, the first two happens one year, the following year there's another planet that gets in line with them that creates a very magnificent star. But that only got them to Jerusalem. But there was a miraculous star that moved. It wasn't something that you can look back scientifically, but it's a star that was actually moving, but they didn't seem to see that one until they got to Jerusalem. And when they get to Jerusalem, they find out that they're supposed to go to Bethlehem. And remember last night we were talking, why was it that these people from so far away were coming seeking Jesus and all the people that should have known all about it didn't seem to care at all? It was just going to pass right by them. That's a picture of Jesus one day was going to be available for any Gentile from no matter where they were from, not just the chosen nation of Israel. That was, a, that was a little picture there. So they learned that Scripture said that he was to be born in Bethlehem. So the wise men went to start heading that direction, and they see the star, and it takes them directly to where Jesus was. So they're headed to be tacked with Mary, his espoused wife. Notice he keeps saying espoused wife. See, we, don't, we, we got things a little messed up here in America, but back then they had a, an engagement-type period, and usually the two people who were going to end up getting married really had, didn't have a whole lot to say. It'd be like, all right, here's, this is who you're going to marry. I hope you like them. But then there was that espousal period, that betrothal period, that might last a whole year. And they, didn't, they were not allowed to be alone at all. So that's the period that they were in. So as far as a contract was concerned, they were married, but the, but the marriage has not, had not been consummated yet. So to get out of the betrothal period, that would have to be a, a bill of divorcement. And that's what Joseph was willing to do when he finds out that his, his betrothal wife, the espoused wife, in that time period, she was found to be pregnant. And he was a good man. He knew, he knew it wasn't him. And he was willing, knowing how precious she was, he couldn't understand it, but he was going to not... Uh, turn her over to the authorities. It she could have been stoned to death for that. Today, it's no big deal. It's normal today. But back then, you could be stoned for that. So you, that's why you're going to see a spoused wife over and over again as you're reading through this. Verse 6, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto the, upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass that the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds, notice what they said. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. That's what they said. Now look at what they saw. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now look at what they did. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And we sang, go tell it on the mountain. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what, they, that's what that song's all about, these uh, shepherds that were out in the fields watching their flock at night and the big heavenly choir showed up singing. You know, the purpose of all this was to, to show and reveal God's love for everybody. The purpose of all this was to save us from our sins and also to destroy the works of the devil. Now, last night, I shared with you that when the wise men showed up in Jerusalem, you get the first question that was ever answered in the New Testament. The first question that was ever asked. And the first question that was ever asked is, where is he? Where is he that's born king of the Jews? And then I told you about the first question that God ever asked in our Bibles. Where art thou? Adam and Eve had sinned. Their eyes were open. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They knew what was good. They knew what, they knew what was bad. They noticed they were naked. They were ashamed. They sowed fig leaves and they ran. They heard God walking in the garden and they were running from him. Why? Because they were ashamed. And as just like anybody today that are li that living their own life, they're still in their sins, they don't feel comfortable being in the presence of God. Don't feel comfortable being in the church house. They want to hide. But God is asking, where art thou? And the answer to that question is totally dependent on the answer of the question the wise man asked, where is he? Jesus, where is he? Is he in your heart? God is looking for you. Will you be wise men today and seek him out, Christ? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to share the Christmas story on Christmas Day. And Father, I ask that you would be with everybody who's here. 
give them a special blessing for coming and being part of your family here in this house. Father, I pray for those who listen, that they will be touched and blessed. And Father, I pray that we would speak amongst ourselves that we should go out. Father, I pray that we would see the purpose for what you have done. Father, I pray that we will go and do what, the, what these shepherds did and what the wise men did and to take this message out to those who need to know it, those who are living in this dark and hurting world. Father, I pray that we would be salt and light. Thank you, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.